Vaughn Palmer joining us from The View from Victoria. Vaughn, good morning. Good morning, Sterling. Glad to hear you back on the radio for our annual Christmas reunion. Hey, it's number six in a row here, Vaughn. It's great to talk to you again. Uh, Before we get to the nuts and bolts of the politics of the day, stick with the theme for a moment. In the Palmer household at Christmas time, what's the what's the go-to favorite, Vaughn? What do you what do you not get through Christmas without seeing at least once? Well, a family favorite is love, actually. Ah, okay. And for better or for worse. I've been told that my earlier year's expression, that Die Hard was my favorite Christmas movie, that that is kind of sick. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone, just, though, you just know. Just because there's a guy in a Santa hat with, now I have a machine gun written in blood on his chest, <laughs> does not make it a Christmas movie, I've been told. So I kind of uh, tried to find a way out of that, uh, Sterling, and, I, and, and I'm going to Home Alone, both of them, because the violence is hilarious. Yes, exactly. Them, yeah. And it doesn't involve Bruce Willis with a machine gun. So there I am. <laughs> yeah, the two guys who are just relentless in their pursuit of the kid are really incredibly funny, no doubt about it. Good to talk to you again this morning. I see that uh, Dr. Henry and uh, Mr. Dix are going to have to have a little word with us again this morning at 10 o'clock, Vaughn. It's about, I think more than anything else, testing will be the subject of the conversation, but I think it's about a combination of confusion and anxiety that they're going to address. We're not expecting many new announcements this morning, or have you heard something? No, I think that's it. But look, this is a scramble. This government is scrambling to respond to Omicron. This will be the fifth briefing in 10 days. Yeah. And the worst-case scenario they gave us, like a week ago today, they blew, we blew past it this week. So, yes, unfortunately, the British Columbia public is confused, anxious, and scrambling as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, the aim today is to try to clarify things. But, look, Sterling, I mean, the first time we talked about the uh, Omicron variant on the morning show with Simi mm-hmm. uh, was a month ago, four weeks ago. Right. And it didn't even have a name then. But the one thing that was already clear was it was moving very quickly. Right. British Columbia got lucky because other jurisdictions had the case count rising faster than we did. And that gave us more time to prepare. Mm-hmm. But the very fact that we're having our fifth briefing in 10 days, just to clarify what they told us in the four previous briefings, tells you what you need to know. The government did not use the time well. We're scrambling here in British Columbia, and the result is a lot of confusion and anxiety on the part of the public. And I think a lot of that is around this whole matter of testing. First of all, a lot of people know, uh, or at least are aware, of the fact that there are, quote, millions of these tests in a warehouse somewhere, either somewhere in British Columbia or more likely in Ottawa. Uh, given the fact that the the testing, uh, and Dr. Henry has not been a fan, and you've been at all those press conferences since this began almost two years ago, so you know better than most of us how, how 
Dr. Bonnie Henry is not a fan of testing and has said so on countless occasions. And now, however, uh, we're still going to deal with testing and she's going to have to explain to many people in British Columbia this morning in a few hours, Vaughn, about why all of those supposed millions of tests are so elusive to the rest of yeah, us. You're, you know, you're right, Sterling. We ended up with a boast, the worst of both worlds on this because, yes, Dr. Henry's been an oppo- opponent of rapid testing for a long time, mm-hmm. and she hasn't always explained why right. very effectively, uh, going back a year to when they were looking for it in long-term care. And meanwhile, the narrative got away from her. Uh, the public wants testing because they want to somehow or other save Christmas is, is what you get. Sure. Right? If you get tested and you don't have it, you can have Christmas dinner with with your relatives. Actually, that isn't always true. Mm-hmm. Rapid tests in particular are very good at telling you you do have it. Red light, as Dr. Henry said. They're not necessarily reliable in telling you if you don't have it. Right. Green light. But look, again, British Columbia had lots of time to prepare for this. Uh, BC chose not to do what other provinces have done and order a lot of rapid tests in anticipation they would be needed. Now, you heard the news reports yesterday. They were handing them out. Yes. People lined up to try to reduce the lineup. So um, it's a real mess here. Uh, I, I think Probably the best advice, I have to say, Sterling, is the advice we took in my household, which is we've pretty much canceled everything. We're going to Zoom for Christmas again. I'm high risk. I don't have my booster shot. But, oh, you know, what a mess. I think it's going to be a a kind of a discouraging briefing this morning because really it's just they're sort of playing cleanup. I think so. And, and and we also knew and heard from news reports that in Ontario, for example, Vaughn, they were giving away these test kits at liquor stores to yep. anyone who asked for them. And so you've got that degree of availability in one province and, well, I'm not going to say zero in B.C., but long, hours-long lineups in another province. And it's uh, that's that's the, the point of frustration. I need to move on because I've only got a couple of minutes left, and I want you to tell us the story of the salary increase, in quotes, for the chief of staff for Premier Hogan. Yeah, so yesterday on the show with Jazz Joe Hall, uh, I flagged the cabinet order that the cabinet put through late last week, raising the maximum salary for the Premier's Chief of Staff, Jeff Meggs, to, quote, no more than $299,215.05. So no more than that, no oh. six cents, right? Oh, okay. He started in that job at around 200000 so that's almost 300000 So it looked to me like a 50% pay increase, and I reported it as such, and said, hey, this doesn't look very good on the optics. I got a note from the Premier's office, you're going to love this, a clarification. So what they did was they increased the maximum range on his salary to the number I discussed, uh-huh. almost 300000 Right. But they didn't actually increase his salary. His salary is still $206,335.53. So the cabinet order just increased the range. It doesn't mean they are paying him that, to which I would add the word Yet. Yet. Because <laughs> they've increased the range on his salary, and I don't know. Maybe it's an incentive. You know, hey, Jeff, work a little harder next year and we'll bump you up. But anyway, that's the clarification from the Premier's office. They increased the range on his salary to almost $300,000, but they aren't paying him $300,000 a year yet. 
Merry Christmas, Jeff May. Well, no kidding. And by the way, very briefly, is that salary range increase that uh, goes to that particular function, the chief of staff to Premier Horgan, uh, does that cabinet investigation also include the range of other senior staff um, members? Yeah, they, they tend to be, they tend to ride upward yeah. in tandem. So uh, uh, look, and, uh, you know, look, uh, these are tough jobs. I don't actually begrudge them uh, the, the high pay deputy ministers are paid up to that range yep. they actually get more than the premier does he's mm-hmm. down around 212,000 so uh but but the optics look bad and with a lot of people out there saying their businesses are in danger of going under and they're losing their job over christmas again yeah. uh i think it looks bad to even just increase the salary range at this time of year yeah you know there's it's a timing and uh, there's being tone deaf and uh, a lot of things that uh, you know it's, it's it's unfortunate i guess somebody in the premier's office will end up using that adjective before the end of this uh, particular round vaughn are you here on monday uh, yes, I am, well, Sterling. I look forward to talking. Well, to you. yeah, exactly. And you said it's going to be another Christmas that the the kind that we've unfortunately forced yeah. ourselves to become used to. You're going to be doing zooming with the relatives and and just being very low key and close to home. And under whatever circumstances, Mr. Palmer, Merry Christmas, my friend, and have a good holiday season yourself, Sterling. Talk to you next week.